Wisdom Eccentrics by Nat Chan Rinpoche. Good evening. Chapter 16. Rinpoche, I asked, after a moment or two had passed, this quality of paltrel that he'd wandered round anonymously, was this common within the Nyingma tradition? Kunzang Dorje Rinpoche nodded. Sure. And also in the Drigung and Rukpakagyu schools where there were many holders of the Gurkha Changlode. The first Dodrukchan and his friend Jigme Nyugu often behaved in a similar way, but they didn't wander as extensively as Paltrel. Maybe he learnt this style from them when he was young. Chapter 16. The Gentry Oh yeah, good morning. Are you refreshed from your sleep? I slept well, Rinpoche, thank you. Good, maybe today you will also not be Tomyo. This would be good. Maybe you will be clear and maybe you will see clearly. So now we talk about upper-class Tomyors. Rinpoche sat silently for some minutes. Not all aristocrats are Tomyors, but many are Tomyors, and their wealth does not help them to become anything else. I suppose the, the idiots who admire them don't help. Oh, yeah. Now you are thinking clearly. Maybe you are never again becoming a Tomyor. Anyway, when Paltrel was young, he once travelled in the company of the first Dodrupchen and his friend Gyalway Jigme Nugu. They'd all donned the nomad-style sheepskin tubers that were the favourite costume of Dogkiense and were striding out in the, di in the direction of Dodrupchen. Gompa. After some time of walking, they settled down for the evening. They lit a fire against cold and wolves, and while seated around their campfire, they were accosted by some members of a wealthy family who were at their wits' end. The family were returning from Dodurup Gompa in a state of high anxiety. They burst in on the three travellers, and without so much as an introduction, they launched in on what was distressing them. Our grandfather has died, and we cannot find anyone anywhere who can perform the death rites for him. Do you know where there might be any kind of lama, or some monks at least, who could come to our home and perform the rites? Dodrupchen responded, Have you tried Dodrup Gompa? Yes, the rather finely dressed man of the party answered impatiently. We've just come from there, but three extremely important lamas are expected soon for a large ceremony, and no one from there can be spared. They told us to look for someone closer to home. Dodrupchen mused for a moment. Did you request rites be performed for your grandfather at Dodrup Gompa? The man looked irritated. Yes, 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 
But who knows what will happen when the important llamas arrive? We cannot be sure that Grandfather will not be forgotten. Are you sure you don't know of any llama or even monks anywhere who will come to our home? Jigme Nugu raised an eyebrow. If they have given you their word, then surely the rites will be performed. This seemed to irritate the man even more. Yes, 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 and so you say, and so they all say. But you must know how these things are. People say one thing and do another. Dodrukchen furrowed his brow and replied, Well, I'm sure the important dignitaries will not forget your old grandfather. The man became haughty at that point. It may fail to reach the attention of the Supreme Ones that Grandfather requires their services. Jigme Nugu interrupted at this juncture. Tell me, would the Lama need to be a monk to fit your bill? How else could he be a Lama if he were not a monk? The man seemed exasperated. You obviously know nothing of these matters. Dodrukchen pondered the question as if it were the most baffling riddle and finally said, well, there's a thing and no mistake. You have me there. That's a question to be sure. Dodrukchen turned to Jigme Nugu. What do you think, friend? The two lamas fell to a pantomime performance in which each kept asking the other, Lamas? To which the other would reply, Lamas. Then Jigme Nugu sighed in mock consternation. Now, let me think. Monks, Dodrukchen sighed. Now, let me consider this problem. To which Jigme Nugu shook his head as if bewildered. Yeah, who could answer such a question? Monks, Dodrukchen responded again. Hmm, where would one find monks? It is indeed an issue with no clear resolution. I really don't know where you might find monks so far out in the sticks. Jigme Nugu shook his head. But may I ask, my friend, when did you last see a llama? Dodrukchen scratched his head. You're asking me... When did I last see a llama? Now that's a question. When did you last see a llama? Well, my friend, Jigme Nugu replied, I could ask you the same. And actually, I think I just did. But not to put too fine a point on it, I'd say that the question of time doesn't exactly come into it, does it? Well said, well said, Dodrukchen nodded with enthusiasm. Yeah, 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 I see your point completely. It's a tricky question. This style of discussion went on for a period of time, which nearly drove the man insane with frustration. Enough already with this gibberish. Are you crazy? You've either seen llamas or you haven't. Jigme Nugu became serious. Are you sure it's not better to leave things be? Are you sure it's not better to rely on the monks at Dodruk to perform rites for you? 
we're sure your request won't be forgotten. The relatives, however, were not happy with leaving anything to chance and sat around in a dejected manner talking amongst themselves and wondering what to do. As they were talking, various other stragglers from the family caught up with the main party. One of the latecomers was a young girl who noticed that there were pechas, texts, wrapped up in the bundles that the three yogis had placed in a sheltered spot. The wind had whipped up the side of the backpack that Paltrell was carrying, and sure enough, there were pechas there. Maybe they can help she called out. They have pechas. The eldest of the relatives looked and sure enough the girl was right. Can you read these pechas you carry? The three yogis nodded. Yes, replied Dodrupchan. We can all read. What pechas are these pechas that you have with you? These, Dodrupchan replied, are texts connected to Dodruk Gompa, and amongst them there are Bardo Tudrol texts. Then, although you're not monks, will you at least come and chant these texts for us? We will provide you with generous offerings. Please come, you're our only hope. Dodrukchen answered, Well, yes, of course we will come, but you said that you wanted monks. If you want monks, wouldn't you be better off remaining here in case any monks come along? The elder of the relatives looked vexed. That doesn't matter. You have the texts and that is what counts, as long as you know how to read. Then over his shoulder he asked with barely concealed suspicion. You do know how to read, don't you? The three yogis nodded and Dodrukchen Rinpoche added, we can read well enough to recite these texts for you. There is no need to worry if that is all you want from us. So it was that the three yogis agreed to help, but said that they could only remain for three days. They were on their way to Dodrup Gompa. They couldn't delay too long because of the important ceremonies that were to take place, and the Gompa awaited their arrival. They said nothing of this to the party, however. They simply agreed to help until they had to continue on their journey to Dodrukgompa for the event. The relatives decided to keep quiet about a certain fact which was likely to have influenced the yogis in their decision to stay. The fact that the ceremonies were set to start in two days. It was due to this that no one had been able to come from the Gompa to perform rites in their home. To cut a long story shorter, the three yogis performed the Bardo rites somewhat to the amazement of the family. They not only chanted the texts, but also played ritual instruments and made tormas. They seemed to know what to do and to be able to carry everything out with surprising finesse. Whoever these fellows were, it seemed that they may once have been monks or something. Then, of course, as always, the family went along to Dodrup with the three yogis, only to discover that they were Paltrel, Dodrupchen and Jigme Nyugu.
Rinpoche observed me closely at the end of his rendition and moved his head very slightly from side to side. This was one of his indications that I should speak. The rich family, I commenced, thought that Zarpaltral, Dodrukchen and Jigme Nugu were nobodies because they weren't dressed like monks. And the monks thought I was a somebody because I'd brought a letter from Dujum Rinpoche. Rinpoche nodded. More or less. But anyway, you walked round the lake with Kuntog blessing people. This was suddenly awful. Yes, I did try not to do that, but Kunchog Rinpoche insisted. He said that the local people seemed not to be happy about my not doing so. I didn't feel good about it. I think you know that. Oh, yeah. Rinpoche found this entirely funny. I know this. Why should I forget? Anyway, do you think they received no blessing from you? Ouch. How could I answer this? I knew I was damned both ways, or rather, I thought I knew. I decided on another tack. Well, maybe they did, if they thought they did. And maybe I was just Kunchog Rinpoche's yak-tail fly-whisk, and they were receiving the blessing from him through me. Rinpoche suddenly stopped laughing. Yeah, 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 I see. Now you become a cunning Tomyo. <laughs> I tried to hedge my bets on the issue and say both yes and no, and Rinpoche was not buying it. I'm sorry, I mumbled. I say idiot things like that when I feel trapped and I'm going to annoy you with my reply. So, tell me, what do you really think? This time, no Tom your trick. I have no idea whether they received a blessing or not, or even what a blessing actually is, to be honest. I think you have to know what a blessing is in order to give one. Rinpoche nodded. And also to receive one. This is better. You could have given this answer first without the Tomyor tricks. Now, do you have any question? I do, Rinpoche. What happens then when people receive blessings? Rinpoche smiled rather wanly. They go away feeling happy. He sighed, as if something had happened. But what is the real meaning of blessing? You must answer, Rinpoche commanded, but without his usual degree of force. I was going to have to leap, and so I leapt. Well, the only thing that makes sense to me is some kind of indication of the nature of mind. Yeah! Rinpoche shouted, but with a tone of joy in his voice. Blessing is the recognition of the nature of mind. We all have beginningless non-dual nature, and when we see that, that is blessing. 
and it is blessing also when, like this, you are not Tomyur. You know what is real, you are not Tomyur, but you make the choice to be Tomyur. Do you see this? It's when I try to speak with humility and when I try to make a joke out of something in order to sound as if I'm a good student. Oh yeah, so now you know this. Now you know you have the choice not to be Tomyur. Yes, I replied cautiously. I think I will have to watch for the intention and learn to see the intention forming so that I can avoid allowing it to override my awareness. Oh yeah, this is being clear. Now, what next with the story of Paltrow? This, however, opened up a whole can of worms for me. So, what about the rich family? I began. But Rinpoche jumped on me in a flash. Yes, that's the question. Now, what do you say? In for a penny, in for a pound. Well, I'd say that the grandfather certainly gained benefit. But maybe the rich family gained nothing. They didn't recognise Tsar Paltrow, though Drupchen and Jigme Nugu through their presence. And even when they performed the rites, they just thought they might have been monks in the past. Then later, when they discover that they're really three great lamas, they gain nothing either because they merely reverse their opinions on the basis of appearances. Rinpoche nodded. Oh, yeah, you are right. It's rare that people understand anything. Still, Kuntrog Rinpoche didn't think you were an aristocrat Nakpa when he told you to give blessings. I grinned and replied, I was just obeying orders. Rinpoche couldn't tie my amusement in with my words, as had happened before, so I had to explain to him about the Nazi war trials when that phrase was used as an excuse for inhuman behaviour. I also explained that the excuse was not deemed valid. This caused him to slap his thigh. He was obviously highly amused. So you can find humour without being Tomyur. This is good. That seemed to close the subject, but Rinpoche had something more to add. You know the only reason to wear brocade and use beautiful implements when giving an empowerment? This time he did not expect an answer and continued. It is because the Lama giving the empowerment needs to show the Yidam. The Lama has to cover the signs that he is not Guru Rinpoche. He covers his ordinary body with glorious robes because he knows he is not glorious Guru Rinpoche. When you know you are Guru Rinpoche, then you can give the empowerment in rags or give the empowerment naked. There is no difference. I said nothing in response to this statement because I knew that Rinpoche had used an old whiskey bottle and a vulture feather as a bumper when he gave empowerments to the Chugyal of Sikkim. Rinpoche clearly was Padmasambhava in every respect. 
as was Kyabjai Dujam Rinpoche, and as was his son, Dungze Trinni Noble Rinpoche. There are many conventional Tomyors who mistake plain robes for humility, Rinpoche concluded in remote, spacious tones, but they simply do not understand anything. The world is full of Tomyors.